0: So you were like using your music to bring awareness and create this permanent archive where you could then tell people about it and host your music.
1: Our really interesting in that the, it's decentralization, right? You have to put your music out there everywhere so, so that people can hear it. But where does it ultimately live? Spotify could say you know what? We don't like this. We don't want it here. And they could take it down. Those platforms are owned by those big companies. If you have your own website, then you own it, right? It's it's yours and it's permanent. Whereas with these, some of these different services, you're renting and they can really do whatever they want. They can change the rental agreement at any time. You're tuned to the Rcast,
0: where we talk about the blockchain on the Rcast and how your data remains the Rcast. R-cast. Well, R-Drive is the topic. Censorship-resistant permanence. Yeah, we got it. Hey, friends, it's Andrew. Welcome to the Rcast This is episode 33. Some announcements. we got R-Weave Day coming up March 2nd at ETH Denver at Woods Boss Brewing Company. Sam Williams is doing the keynote. I'm hosting it. We're doing a live Rcast with DMAC. It's going to be an amazing day full of talks by people in the ecosystem. We're doing some panels. We're having a meet and greet after. It's going to be great. So we'll see you there. And then the next week on March 7th, We're doing the R-Drive party at South by Southwest in Austin at the Valhalla Esports Lounge. We're launching a mixtape. Speaking of South by Southwest, this artist on this R-Cast this week is MC Evil, who I met at South by Southwest and connected with through the Nerdcore hip-hop community. It's interesting because she talks about how R-We provides a level of comfort knowing your art will always be there and how she used this to raise awareness about a specific charity. So let's get into it. This is my interview with MC Evil on the R-Cast. We have a special guest, MC Ebel, who's an indie artist I've known for a few years, who's made a really cool record. It's hard to describe. It's hard to describe her. MC Ebel, how would you describe your music?
1: I think I would say it's a cross between Laurie Anderson and it's actually Laurie Anderson does hip hop. Some of my primary influences are any early 90s hip hop, all of that. That hip hop really influenced me. The Chemical Brothers. And yeah, I would say also definitely Nerdcore.
0: You started doing more production. You started taking production classes. When was that
1: though? So I I did some research and I bought Ableton and then realized I didn't know how to use it. I looked around in my local community in Minneapolis, Minnesota and found a place called Slam Academy that had in-person classes. This was before the pandemic in 2017. So I started going to those classes so that I could figure out how to make music to go with my words. And
0: then the global pandemic hit. It was a huge explosion of creativity for you because you really made the most of that time.
1: And then the pandemic hit, yes. Yeah, I felt like my words were pretty unique and it was going to be hard to explain to someone what I was thinking in terms of the music. So, yeah, I was. I felt like I was at a good place with my music and I was learning. I was starting to get better. I started to make things up. I felt like, sounded like songs. And then my teachers, both you, I was able to meet with you virtually. And then also my teacher, James Patrick, and all of the Slam Academy crew, I was able to continue to meet with them virtually. I I was doing those virtual meetings and making my music in my home studio. Luckily, I had gotten everything set up at home just before the pandemic hit. So I was ready to go. And I just dug in and used it as a way to... To help myself through the times during those years.
0: Let's talk about the Bob Barker song.
1: Bob Barker was just... It was one of the Lit Hop Academy assignments. And it started out as a song without a a chorus, actually. So it was just... It was fun and lighthearted. And I picked Bob Barker to write about because it was just... He is just a really good human. And I like to promote good humans in my work. And then that became... Something that I really wanted to turn into a real song and became one of my favorite songs, actually, of the whole group. And I decided to use some new technologies to actually create the video. So I I did a lot of imaging with, now I'm forgetting the name of the engine I used, but I created a bunch of different images and used some of my own video to make a video for the song. And then because Bob Barker is such a proponent of animals, I worked with the animal human main society. So that anytime I talked about the song, I was also promoting them and was able to promote a couple of their matching foundation campaigns during the holidays as well. So that was really nice.
0: That's cool. So you were like, using your music to bring awareness and create this permanent archive where you could then tell people about it and host your music.
1: Our is really interesting in that It's decentralization, right? You have to put your music out there everywhere so, so that people can hear it. But where does it ultimately live? Spotify could say you know what we don't like this we don't want it here and they could take it down those platforms are owned by those big companies if you have your own website then you own it right it's it's yours and it's permanent whereas with these some of these different services you're renting and they can really do whatever they want they can change the rental agreement at any time so who owns that work is really interesting and since it's all mine I'm putting it everywhere but I think having it on our weep specifically is that it gives some- some of that comfort level of this isn't necessarily um the this isn't the same kind of situation as a spotify or a, a YouTube music for example it's different it's it's going to be there so I don't have to have that worry about it so we've seen lately with Twitter how things have shifted a little bit to Mastodon becoming more popular because Mastodon is decentralized, right? And I think it, it was a, it, it, there's a little bit of a user experience barrier there because of the way things changed at Twitter. Enough people felt like it was worth that user experience barrier to go on to Mastodon sites. And those Mastodon sites are decentralized, right? So if someone wanted to come and get all of your mastodon messages. not They're not tweets, obviously, right there. I think they're called toots. I'm not sure, but that, that would be a much more difficult thing for them to do. They, the government can just subpoena Twitter and say, I want all this information. It's decentralized. So that notion of decentralized is there's a layer of protection there, not just from the company that's, that might change the agreement, but also just this notion that it's not necessarily one place that can just be taken down and taken out. Would you have a favorite song on the album? I love the Bob Barker song because it's so fun and it's just really honoring a really great person. And I was able to use it in a way to help the world just a little bit. So I really like that about that song. It's it's infectious and it makes people happy. So I really appreciate that about that song. Some of the other songs, they're just, I have Different relationships with them and on different days they they make me happy. One co- one's song is called Skate Key, and that one is all about like different things that make me happy. When I'm a little sadder, sometimes I'll listen to that one just to cheer up. So the, that's yeah, those are some of my thoughts on some of the
0: tracks. I guess a question I had for you is what do you spend more time on? What ends up taking more of your time, the writing the words or making the music?
1: So I'll write the words to the song, and then I will start the beat. And most of the time I'm doing it simultaneously. And then I'll sketch in once the beats kind of somewhat there, I'll sketch in what the words might sound like, and then I'll start rewriting them. So things start to fit together. So build up the words, build up some of the song, and then try to work them together. So they ultimately come together in the end. Some of the earlier ones were very divorced from each other and then brought together later. And that, that was a lot more difficult to do. So I've changed my process and bringing them up together when I'm working on a song. So they match a little better, more closely. It's not as much work later on in the process.
0: And now you're talking about the way you want to help premiere and Debut new songs and Web three platforms you you're looking at for that. Like, what were you saying about that? Because I thought that was cool about where you might premiere new singles.
1: It's more like you own the house, right, instead of renting. So I actually want to try doing this year with our weave and pre- premiering my new singles here first before. On other platforms. They have to go out to other platforms. That's just part of what has to happen. But starting with my own, this is my own space where they live and something that's a little more permanent and can be relied on beyond a a bit.ly link, I guess, in the future. So I'm going to try that. I'm going to see how that works. So I'll have to report back to you at the end of the year with a little synopsis of how it went. In the past, like, IBM would have all these inventions or Xerox Park would have all these inventions, but not necessarily know what they were for. So I feel like we just haven't necessarily gotten to where the blockchain is going to be the most useful. So I'm I think it's a really exciting time for it for that. Like I could I think you could argue that vinyl's one of vinyl's
0: biggest contribution to culture was like being used by Kool Herc to create, help create hip hop, right? People who first made vinyl didn't think about it. it would inspire a whole new genre of music. So maybe there's yeah, something we can't even conceive of right now that this technology will inspire. <laughs>
1: I think so. I think we're still waiting, but some of the things that are happening are really exciting too. It's
0: interesting. So MC Evil, you have all these songs at mcevil.arweave.dev. Thank you for the
1: opportunity to talk about it, MC Lars. Thanks, MC
0: Evil. We hope to see you all at Arweave Denver for the Drive Party at South by Southwest. And next episode will be a recording of my live, quote unquote, podcast with DMAC, where we talk about the evolution of Arweave and how we got here to Arweave 2.6. That's what's up. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Know before you stow.